What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. 411, Andy Cortez. What is the 411, Tim? The information, you know? Super highway. Super highway, everybody. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. And for the very first time in the studio, the first time in literal years, I'm hosting alongside the Texas Treat Latino Heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globe trotting, head shotting, rooting, tooting, three point shooting. Nitro Rifle from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. I'll just, uh, I will always think back to that one clip where we were doing games daily and Tim was like, So, yeah, Andy, what do you think about it? I was like, ah, I don't really care. <laughs> it's what we do and here. I, kind I, of it's, funny. it's a clip I've tried to look back for and it's just, I don't exactly remember when it happened, but. That's one of my all-time favorite moments of being here on Games Daily, including what Barrett mentioned earlier, me and Nick doing the April Fool's episode. Yes, definitely. Here Everybody, home, please, somebody out there knows exactly what he's talking about. Can you please find that clip so we can uh, we can clip it out and mm-hmm. get, it, get it posted? Um, Andy, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Um, getting my little energy drink going. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, pH in the coffee. Be careful, Tim. I got to be careful. You, you better be shotgun that right now. Right freaking now. Shotgun it right now. Uh, Kind of Funny Podcast is live. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. We had a, a banger episode yesterday, uh, which is referencing all the things Andy's referencing right now. Right. Yeah. Um, but of course, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday we get together live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games and YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games to come at you with all the video game news that you need to know. Today's stories include Dreams is Ending Support. Andy, we killed Dreams. Greg and I talked about it yesterday in depth. We're talking about, oh man, it's great that they're still supporting this. Like, there's, it, they, it must be working for them. What up? Nope. Boom. Dead. The dream is dead, everybody. The caster's jinx right there, dude. <laughs> uh, Nintendo's throwing a big event in Seattle later this year and way more because, like I said, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Um, if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen on podcast services around the globe. Just search for Kind of Funny Games Daily and we'll be right there for you. If you want to be part of the show, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups concerns all of that stuff and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content we put out so much cool exclusive stuff on patreon whether it's kind of beauty the shit list daily gregways there's a lot of killer content so please go check out all of that stuff little housekeeping for you um we partnered with nvidia so you can watch andy cortez show off the absolutely stunning ray tracing overdrive mode in cyberpunk 2077 live right after this twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games it's beautiful andy it's absolutely insane it makes no sense it shouldn't be something that can run on a commercial pc again this is path tracing tim this Mm -hmm. isn't just regular old ray tracing where developers say Hey, let's make sure water puddles reflect. Oh, let's make sure the metal on those pipes reflect, but nothing else. Like they're, you know, instead of like cutting costs visually, this is just straight up the ray tracing you would get in movies. Yeah. The, like if it is film quality path tracing where every single ray of light is reflected or bouncing off of some certain source. Yeah, it looks absolutely insane. I was running it a little while ago. The visual triangle, everybody. You'll learn about the visual triangle later today. Can't wait to see you do that, Andy. Um, but before that, even, we're trying something a little different. Um, we're doing something in between Games Daily and the Daily Streams where we just hang out here and chat with y'all. Uh, YouTube Super Chats. If you're on Kind of Funny Games YouTube channel, if you're not on your Twitch, you can go pop over to the YouTube channel, leave some Super Chats. We'll answer your questions about the new stories of the day, kind of like a little post-show um, and then pre-show, if you will 
kind of like whatever you want it to be. You know what I'm talking about? It's like about? when you would see um, what's his face on the Daily Show just talking to the talking to the crowd. Yeah. Where are you from? You know, Trevor from? Noah. How, how about you? We yeah. could just talk to people that don't exist in the crowd. That's <laughs> you know what we're what going to do. So Mike's yeah. going to come in, hang out with us, and do all that. It's going to be a great time. Um, remember, there's Greg Ways going up every single weekday over on Patreon, so you should go support there if you can. Um, shout out to our Patreon producers, Tripod++ and Delaney Twining. Uh, today, we are brought to you by Rocket Money, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got six stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one. Sony is ending support for Dreams in September. This comes from Ollie Welsh at Polygon. Media Molecule, the Sony-owned developer of Dreams, has announced it will end live service support for the PlayStation 4 game creation system in September as it concentrates on a different project. Quote, we've made the difficult decision to discontinue live support for Dreams after the 1st of September 2023 to shift our focus to an exciting new project. The title won't be removed from sale and players will still be able to create, share, and play within Dreams, but there won't be any more updates or developer-led events such as the Impy Awards that, re- uh, that rewarded the community's best creations. Um, and I know Janet and Bless have been a, a part of that for the last couple of years, so that's cool. Uh, Long-promised multiplayer support will not be happening, and the game won't be updated for PS5 or PSVR 2. Dreams will also be migrating to a new server in late May, after which players will face a storage limit of 5 gigabytes for new creations in an effort to preserve the security and stability of the Dreams server for all players. Existing creations uploaded before the move won't count towards this limit. A number of other features will be removed from the game, including Twitch integration. Media Molecule promised that it would continue to highlight the community's best Dreams creations on its social channels, and to service creations through in-game curation even after live service ends. In FAQ, the studio implied that Dreams had not been successful enough to be worked on further into the future, even though the developer would have liked to. While we've uh, always had the desire to build on the foundation... You know what? I gotta get that right, because it is a quote. He did say, whilst. 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 Whilst, uh, We've always had the desire to build on the foundation of Dreams and expand the experience when reviewing our plans. We were not able to define a sustainable path. Uh, it also confirmed that its new project is not Dreams 2 or related to the Dreams IP. Do, do you think you and Greg reminded them that they were still running? You know, Greg brought that, that up earlier. Going. And I, I really hope, and I know that it's not, but I, I do feel a little bad. <laughs> I feel bad that, that we reminded somebody yeah. that this was happening. But, you know, jokes aside, like, this is sad. Like, you, you hate to see things that close down. Shout out to the transparency of them being honest and us knowing, like, hey, it wasn't working. It wasn't where it needed to be. It does kind of make me think about what we've been saying for so long about Dreams. Like, um, yesterday we went on this whole thing about, like, Dreams was one of the first PS4 games kind of announced, like, alongside the PS4 when it was first revealed. And then we had years of talk about it, then an official, like, re-announcement, essentially, then the release of it. It's now been a long time since Dreams has been out in the wild. And um, we've been kind of counting down the days of like, when are they going to get on PC? When is it going to be on PlayStation Plus? Is it going to come just bundled with the PlayStation 5 as like a toolkit of like, hey, get this new console with this updated dreams. And they didn't do any of those things. And of course, that there's a lot of resources that need to go into that. But that those feel like misses to me. And that yeah. kind of, to me, leads to this not being too big of a surprise. Yeah, those felt like some pretty easy wins that I think could have uh, benefited the future and kind of the ecosystem of dreams, but I I think that it just never quite had its big boom and that big moment in the sun. And we would see 
creations pop up on Twitter and we would see stuff kind of go viral every once in a while. How the hell did somebody make something in, like this in Dreams? Dreams is the future, everybody. Like, just you don't even know what the hell people are working on over there. And it just feel like nothing really fully came to fruition. And it can't be encouraging for the developers to now see what Fortnite Creator Engine 2 is doing and how yeah. Roblox is still popping off and still continuously kind of dominating that user-created space. Yeah, it just felt like it was a constant uphill battle for Dreams, especially with it being, again, console-exclusive and with it not even having that PC port. So, yeah, I, I do feel like there could have been some things to help mitigate and extend the life, but I don't know if there would have been necessarily anything to make it like a mainstay on the con on the platform i do think it's interesting when you look at like creation games where i feel like there's a limit to how like how mainstream they can be but then i feel like an idiot saying that with things like minecraft and roblox that yeah. are so inherently like that is kind of the point but to have the main selling point just be making things whereas minecraft and all that there is a community and and roblox there's a community side to it right where it is like i'm hanging out with my friends I feel like Dreams doesn't have that. And I feel like Fortnite as well. Fortnite is like so funny when you look at it of like, man, they really kind of just took a bunch of successful ideas, put them together, and then made a new successful idea. Like the fact that that game is a shooter, but it's also a, a builder. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. That, that I mean, they've certainly kind of nailed exactly. They saw the success that Roblox and Minecraft were having and wanted a bigger piece of that pie because we've had people making user-made little arenas in Fortnite forever, right? But it really feels like Creator 2.0 uh, or Creator Studio. I forget the exact uh, sort of term for it, so I'm sure Chow will correct me, but it really feels like that's kind of like the next echelon and the next evolution of what Fortnite is. And again, yeah, I just feel like Dreams just always had that uphill battle and could never quite cross that threshold of now we're here to stay, now this is actually super sustainable. I'm shocked it happened this late honestly like yeah. I, I feel like it i feel like we've been having these discussions for quite some time of like when is it going to have its big kind of moment in the sun and i just feel like it never happened andy show the people your shirt did you custom make this no 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 this is uh this is from the yeti there's two players playing and one says they have 69 damage the other guy has 420 damage <laughs> It's a, it's, it's a Smash Bros shirt. It's perfect. Thank you. It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. The, the Yeti is always putting out bangers. Yeah. yeah every time the Yeti's ha has like a new two day release thing, I'm like, oh, I'm getting that one. That is that, one. that yeah. is awesome. Uh, we do have a, a question from Jason Doss. Remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash KFG to write in, or you can super chat, and we'll get to those questions later. Um, Jason Doss says, What's up, Tim and Andy? My question is about what's next for Media Molecule. They're known for their creation tools, but is this a feature you don't want in their next game? Do you want to see Media Molecule do a complete 180 like Gorilla from Killzone to Horizon or maybe pivot to some to smaller creative titles? Um, I, I mean, I think when we think of Gorilla and we think of Housemark as always kind of the, the developers that made a big leap to not a full 180, right? But mm -hmm. like still enough of a change that kind of changed the DNA of what that studio is and what they're going to be known leap. for. Huh? A little big leap. A little, little big, big planet. planet yeah. Fucking guy. This guy's right on it, everybody. everybody. Um, yeah, I would love to see. I, I would love to see something that maybe has creation, uh, of somewhat of a part of it, but not necessarily like the backbone of this. Like, I, I love their customization tools, and obviously they have a really good mind for letting creators kind of um, 
go buck wild with sort of their engine and everything. But I don't know if it, I don't know if it can be sort of the main thing that the game's about. I don't know if they would be advised to do that anymore. You know, like I, I just don't know what the future is there. Yeah, I mean, personally, my favorite Media Molecule project is Tearaway, which is the the Vita game that mm -hmm. was a bit compared to all their other projects, a bit more of a straightforward platformer. It still had that Media Molecule creativity and a lot of the um, kind of gimmicks of the game were, they felt creative. Like they're just like the, there was a vibe to it that almost has this Nintendo quality of like creativity and, and uh, like ambition in a small package of like, let's really kind of use this mechanic every single way possible mm -hmm. and then take that 10 steps further and like come up with even cooler ways to use the, the tearaway mechanic. Um, so I'd like to see a smaller thing like that from them again. I feel like they could really do something special on the, the PS5. Um, and even just going back to Little Big Planet, I think kind of what you're saying, like meeting in the middle of making a, a game where the, it's presented as a full game. It is a Little Big Planet game where there's a 2D platform side where they're the ones developing the levels and stuff. Different than Sackboy's Big Adventure, like more of like old school Little Big Planet mm -hmm. um, with the creation tools as well in it. And it doesn't need to be a crazy ambitious huge title just a new little big planet i think is probably the the quote-unquote right move for them to do in terms of like getting uh back on track in terms of success after dreams if they're saying that dreams didn't pace how they needed it to um I, little big planet not the most exciting thing to a lot of people but there's relevance to that ip and i think Sackboy himself like somehow is one of the faces of PlayStation. Yeah, he's still he's still kicking, Tim. <laughs> he still um, is. I, I was, I mean, as you were talking about that, I was just immediately thinking about, you know, please don't do anything for VR, right? And then I, I just started thinking about what other studios do you think had an idea for a PSVR 2 title and are now a little bit discouraged from furthering those plans? I don't know, man. PSVR 2 is such a... a, a layered conversation that no matter what way you shake it isn't fun yeah right um i feel like it's like most things it requires a level of commitment from multiple people to be like hey it's not about the sales it's about the quality of the product like we need to not worry about that stuff the point of this is us making something good so more people word of mouth will believe it's worth buying this is worth investing in and i think that we'll still see that um for as much as playstation's willing to top level push this they're clearly pushing like there is a psvr2 that's pretty fucking crazy andy <laughs> like that's like, reason enough to to understand they believe in it yeah like i am i'm really surprised that there's a psvr2 um and and it, that it launched the way that it did and that it's you know the people that enjoy it seem to really enjoy it i don't know how long they're going to be able to enjoy it like, i don't know how much there's going to be uh for them but like i do believe the playstation isn't nimble enough to just pull the plug so I do think that whatever projects were in the pipeline are still in the pipeline. I'm surprised that Dreams is not one of those things. I'm surprised Dreams was not one of those things as part of the big push for it of like, yeah. hey, here's the whole package of why this is worth it. Um, but I I imagine that there aren't too many big projects that are PSVR focused um, Sony-wise in the, in the future. But I, I don't know that that's because of the reception of PSVR too. I just think that that's just the way of the world. Gotcha um any any final thoughts on media molecule um my thoughts are with them and their families too dream big everybody mm -hmm. dream Here's big boy here he is there's that little fucker story number two nintendo announces 
Nintendo Live Seattle. This comes from Ari Notice at Polygon. Nintendo Live is coming stateside for the first time. Nintendo announced today. Uh, this September, the annual fan festival will take place in Seattle. Nintendo did not provide a specific date. Having taken place in Japan for the past few years, Nintendo Live is a several-day event comprising musical performances and other live performances. Nintendo Live usually runs for two days and is set in a uh, fairground type area strewn with folks dressed as popular Nintendo characters. You can also <laughs> test out Switch games. The whole thing is basically Mario Palooza. Uh, Nintendo Live also stages tournaments for popular Nintendo games like Mario Kart 8 and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. What got you giggling here? <laughs> just like, like strewn with folks dressed up as pop. Like, it just sounds like they're not even allowed to be there, but they're just here. So you just got to deal with them. Like, we didn't hire these people to dress up as all of the the toad family you know yeah. they're just here they're so just we just got about we just got to deal with them yeah um i like i didn't know what nintendo live was tim mm -hmm. when i see this on the on the story i just assume it's a big conference andy i didn't know what nintendo live yeah was. so <laughs> that's it's a new idea cool 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 so like the idea of it being this open i i mean seattle's kind of gross with weather so i don't know how great of an idea that is mm. I just imagine it being rainy and gross yeah, the fairgrounds thing. I, I wonder if that's going to stick or if this is going to end up at a convention center, which does seem, I think, a bit more likely yeah. for this. But then you can't have people strewn about. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. There's a different vibe that they're, they're giving I just there. picture Woodstock and everybody just on drugs the whole time, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this this sounds kind of neat. I, I it, It's kind of a weird story to be like, hey, guess what? It's coming to Seattle. It just I just feel like there are live concerts all the time of this sort of ilk. So it's... Interesting that they are like making a big press release about it. It just kind of feels like a bunch of other of the live stuff that we've seen in the past, like Zelda and like. So I don't think it's that. Um, this the 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 write up that I just read. I think uh, was leaning on the concert vibe a bit more than, gotcha. okay. than what this is. Like looking at the Nintendo um, site itself, um, it it seems like more focused on like games, live stage, photo ops, tournaments. Like it. It doesn't mention music anywhere. Gotcha. Here. Okay. Um, but I do imagine there will be some fun like music things and performances and stuff. But I, I don't get the vibe that there's going to be a press conference with this. Like I don't get the vibe that this is like PSX where there's like the keynote. I wish it fucking was. Mm -hmm. That'd be so awesome. But I do think Andy, I do think that there is a chance this being September. Zelda's coming out in May. Potentially, we get an August direct, September direct, even. Talking about some fall games, talking about upcoming stuff, and then people get to play them at this event. Oh, okay. okay. And maybe not the biggest titles in the world, but like that really would add up pacing and timing wise for how Nintendo traditionally does some of its announcements and uh, uh, coverage for its hardware and software. They'll have some nice deals like Mario Odyssey will be on sale for $54. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm excited for the tournament aspect of this too. Like, uh, I. This news to me, everything about it, I'm like, this is cool. I wish it was a little further in different directions. Like, I wish there 100%. was like an announcement of there's a keynote or something like that, or like these special guests mean this thing. A couple or of special announcements on the way, something, something like, like that. that. There's no talk of announcements at all, and I think that they did that on purpose. Um, but even beyond that, like I was just talking uh, to Andrew and Renee uh, a couple weeks ago that I missed the um, Nintendo World Championship thing. Like they brought it back and had a couple years and they did it differently, but it was just awesome. Like such a good time. And she hosted the, the big one they did out in New York and was like, this is a fun spectacle. And Nintendo is having fun and being weird. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what I like to see from them. And I feel like they've kind of backed off of that. Um, this seems a bit more like, yeah, it'll be tournaments, but it's just people playing Mario Kart. It's not going to be like the, you know, pomp and circumstance of it all. But maybe it is. Like maybe this is them being like, hey, Sony gave up on PSX. 
we're going to do something fun. We're going to connect with uh, the communities and get everybody together to just have fun and love Nintendo after a what might end up the best year Nintendo's ever had in yeah. terms of relevance. Like, if Zelda is as good as we expect it to be, they have one of the best games of all time coming out on their system. Sales are through the roof for the Switch constantly, like month after month. It is still breaking records. Just please slow down, too. <laughs> on a new one. <laughs> please. And then on top of that, we just have the Mario movie crushing, and we have Super Nintendo World opening up in, in uh, um, Los Angeles. All that together, it's like, damn, Nintendo is is really, really kind of on a roll. And I feel like this could be like a great victory lap to kind of get everyone together and celebrate the year. You yeah, know? I like the idea of it being this big kind of community-led festival that, you know, the, there are a bunch of different activities there. Get your face painted like a fucking, I don't know, just a Goomba. guy. A you want to be a Goomba? Just a little guy, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I guess I do wish, uh, I'm a hundred percent with you that I do wish this were a bit more extreme in either of the ways, whether it was, we are doing a press conference, we are doing a keynote or just this simple tease of a couple of announcements would have had me a bit more excited for this, but it's always cool to the idea to go out with friends to a place like this with a lot of like-minded people and just kind of celebrate video games. Um, uh, you can't catch me anywhere near playing. Like, if if I take Barrett out there, I'm going to have everybody just play Mario Kart against him mm -hmm. and just put a lot of money on the line. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, uh, we'll have Barrett act like he's never touched a controller before. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I just haven't touched a everybody. Mario Kart since the N64. And, and that's how we get him. That's yeah, how we get there. Yeah, we're going to yeah. swindle each and every one of you stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> all you people strewn across the battlefield. Hey, not you guys, though, chat. Y'all be cool, all yeah, right? When we're there, cool. when you if you're at Nintendo Live, when we see y'all... Just let Barrett do his I mean, thing, all right? This thing is five months out, though, right? Like, do you think what more could be teased or announced before this thing in September to get you more excited to actually want to go up to Seattle, of all places? Celebrities on stage doing something. Jack Black. Jack Black mm -hmm. is always a great answer here. But, I mean, what we have here is enjoying live stage performances. Like, that could be anything. You know what I mean? Like that could be like somebody dressed up as Mario walking up there being like Wahoo, or it could be like, or it's you and Alfredo doing your Super Mario, thing. or it's that. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I gotta call Mr. Nintendo to see what's up. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like it could be pretty damn cool stuff. Like it could be concert stuff. It could be like real fun celebratory moments. Um, that I love that stuff, and especially Nintendo. It's like that could be Match Made in Heaven, or it could be this. It sends. It's an all ages celebration. But it very much could be, oh, this is clearly just for little kids. And that's cool. That's great. I want little kids to have the time of their life for this stuff. But um, I also want to be a little kid, too. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I want to have stuff fun for me. Um, Let's have a Mario bar, you know, for, yeah, the, for the adults. For the adults. A barrio. <laughs> barrio, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, this, I, I feel like, uh, Bear, to your point about it being September, which is, like, not too far away. Um, if I want to know what's coming to Mama Craft Shops. Um, I, I feel like. They have time to make as many or as few announcements as they want to, where I'm, fingers crossed, hoping we get one more follow-up press release announcement that, like, solidifies this as, like, oh, this is something that media should cover, as opposed to just, oh, this is going to be a fun thing for people to enjoy. Hopefully a lot of cool merch there. I imagine there will be. Like, exclusive type stuff. That shirt. Like this shirt. I think that shirt will be there. <laughs> All ages, man. I doubt it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's cool because I, I feel like you've been to PSX. Yeah, you've been mm -hmm. to multiple PSXs. Yeah. Right? You've been to PAXs. You've been to RTX. You've been to E3. You've been to a whole bunch of these things. Like, there's something special about PSX, right? Yeah. What is it? 
Um, I think it's just the, I think it's the vibe of the crowd. I think it's like a lot more focused. I, I think it's walking around and knowing that you're not gonna see any little dirty Xbox fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> if Chad, if this was about an Xbox conference, I'd be shitting on PlayStation fans. Don't worry. Okay, I, I play both sides, Tim. I got it. Um, no, but yeah, you're right. It does feel a lot more, but a lot more focused. There's a, uh, a, a bit, I think a bit more focused look at what our IPs are and how are we celebrating these like four or five IPs. We have Neil Druckmann here on stage with Greg talking about, talking with the cast of uh, Uncharted and what a great journey that's been. I don't know, it just feels like, it it feels like if we were to have a kind of funny con as opposed to like an RTX, you know what I mean? Like everybody there knows why they're there and knows They know the jokes. They know everything and everyone can connect with each other because there's a shared experience and like, that is something that I've really missed. Like PSX, it felt so special. And I love a lot of the other conventions, but PSX had that, that, that it the factor. Sauce, the juice. And I think that it was the combo of that it was focused. There was a press conference. There was announcements. Mm-hmm. There was killer exclusive access to the creators that we know and love um, in presented in a way that was like accessible to people. And like, in speaking of accessible, like they put such great focus on accessibility. Like I remember there was an amazing panel, uh, that PlayStation gave about, um, about that and about their efforts. Um, this is back leading into the, uh, like what we would end up seeing in last of us too. And it's now a bit more standardized across a lot of the, um, PlayStation titles. And like, it just creates a great environment for people to have fun, get educated and, um, enjoy PlayStation. Nintendo has an opportunity here to do exactly that. And Nintendo already has the fan base. They already have the community to get them together in, a, in, in one area and to allow them to play games, whether it's tournaments or previews of new things or whatever. There's the chance that this is awesome. There's also the chance it's weird Nintendo stuff and it's just fine. But like, I'm fingers crossed hopeful for this. Don't expect it, but I'm hopeful. Do you think we see old Dougie B up there? I do. I do. I, I saw uh, Mr. Doug Bowser himself at the, the Mario premiere. He was very, very nice. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he wants to come to the spare bedroom. No way. He did. He did. The PR guy looked at me and was like, I, uh, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. <laughs> and I was like, let's fucking talk, dude. Let's fucking talk. Uh, Doug Bowser, what's up? That's exciting. Yeah, That's yeah. Exciting. you could be at this table. Um, I've never said a bad word about your consoles ever. Yeah, there's nothing bad to say, <laughs> Andy Cortez. They run so well. <laughs> I mean, photo ops, right? Andy and Doug Bowser. Oh my God, Dougie B. I feel like it could just be a tandem photo op thing. Like you come up to take a photo with me and Doug Bowser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People are like, oh, maybe just one with two <laughs> and one with just him. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Okay, last thing we'll say on this here is like on the the Nintendo Live website. It's like all an all ages celebration Nintendo fun. There's four little segments: games, live stage, photo ops, tournaments, and then there is a bottom one that says more information coming soon. So please be patient. Please be excited. Please be excited. Everybody. Please clap. Uh, and please go to patreon.com slash kind of funny so you can get the show ad free. But for everybody, everybody else, <laughs> <laughs> here's some ads. <laughs> Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You, you, you out there 
you could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money and it can help you too. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket money.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny r-o-c-k-e-t-m-o-n-e-y.com slash kind of funny story number three nintendo subpoenas discord for identity of tears of the kingdom leaker <laughs> they're on the hunt they're on the they fucking said, on everybody they said jason born after this dude <laughs> this comes from logan plant at ign First reported by Torrent Freak. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Nintendo has filed a subpoena requested to Discord to discover the identity of the user responsible for the leak. Can you... Not- well, hold on. Just real quick, Tim. <laughs> Can you imagine being the people at Discord who just, like, have... Uh, they have this app meant for... You know, we, we know there's been some nefarious stuff that has taken place on there, but it's a place for people to come together and just talk games. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo just sends their lawyers and they're like, hey... We need all. We need to fucking bust through these doors. Show us all of your serving. Like, oh man, I w- I'm not prepared for this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so terrifying. It's it's wild, man. And I was telling uh, the guys yesterday, but um, on the Marvel side of things, like this, this. Let, let me finish the story. Yeah, yeah, Let's get ahead. into this here. So uh, we're not going to go into details of any of the spoiled images here. But in February, a Discord user called Julian uh, number two seven four three. It's a droid on the run. <laughs> But is, is that number their Discord number? Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah. Number. It is. <laughs> Julian, number two seven four three. Number two seven four three. Report. <laughs> Allegedly posted images from Tears of the Gone Kingdom's rogue. art book. Uh, the art book's part of the unreleased Tears of the Kingdom Collector's Edition, which launches on May twelfth, alongside the standard edition of the game. Naturally, the art book is filled with details about what players will discover in the upcoming Hyrulean adventure, which Nintendo clearly didn't want out in the wild. Breath of the Wild. Months before the game comes out, Nintendo of America filed an application for a subpoena that would require Discord to reveal the leaker's identity. Oh my god. That's killing it. Are you ladies <laughs> that 217? <laughs> Here comes Megatron after. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, this happened a couple of months ago uh, with, with Marvel. Uh, a lot of the kind of communities online um, that that talk about the MCU and like the, the leaks and like set photos and all that stuff. Um, somebody leaked the script for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania before the movie came out. And obviously people didn't like that. <laughs> like Marvel was really upset mm-hmm. uh, to the point that they like threatened litigation and they, they were out there like doing this. Um, and so multiple of the, like all the biggest Marvel subreddits just closed down. They're just gone. Like hundreds of thousands of people were following these and just gone. Um, and multiple like websites as well just backed off. And a lot of it's like I think just out of fear of them just being like, whoa, whoa we don't even want to get close to this. Yeah. Not that they're necessarily uh we're culpable d- though. Culpable, yeah. yeah. Like that whole thing. So it's very similar to Discord. Like it'd be the equivalent of Discord to be like, fuck this, we out. <laughs> yeah. That's so freaking terrifying. Now, like Julian Godspeed. I don't know where you're at, Julian two seven four three. Ladies man. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, Nintendo, we know how protective they are. And I think leaking information from a lot of other developers, still wrong, but you feel a little bit safer. I don't know why, I don't know in what world you would feel 
safe in doing this. We know Nintendo is the most litigious. We know that they are going to go after you until their last dying breath. Mm -hmm. Like, Julian, maybe Julian knew that, like, all right, well, I do know I'm leaving the grid in a month. (laughs) Let me just leak this info, and I'm just going to completely go off the grid and never see civilization again. Um, Terrifying stuff right here, Tim. I would never, ever think to do this. Um, I would never leak anything, Tim. Yeah, that's would true. Never leak that's, anything. Nintendo would kill you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's again. Th- this is the type of stuff, and it's it's always hard um, to do what we do and like to try try to have that editorial like backbone of like what do we cover, what do we not cover, how do we cover it, and I feel like we um, have the luxury of being a discussion based thing. So it is the conversation that's important as uh, opposed to us. We're not reporters. We're not like breaking the news. We're just talking about things happening. Hundred percent. But even then, there is something honest about like like we're trying to maintain the experience for people right so it's like what we cover from leaks and rumors and all that stuff there is a gut check that we have to have but clearly when this happened there's something wrong about this like stealing the art book and like leaking the information from it it's like this isn't something that we want to talk about openly and like the details of uh what was leaked right like because that is stuff that like we want to save the surprise for everybody Mm -hmm. because that's kind of the point of the zelda games and it's it would ruin it for people um but with this with the uh reports of the um people being like sued and stuff it's like yeah man like this is nintendo wants this nintendo wants to have the fear of god in people to not do this again you yeah know? they are gonna make examples out of everybody like we see the people that uh, we see the people putting on s- smash tournaments that are unofficial tournaments that immediately get shut down i was talking to you about i believe the youtuber alpha rad yeah who was putting up um, there's a new Breath of the Wild co-op mod where you can play on PC with the mod and you can play co-op with up to four friends. And it's one thing to shut down the mod. It's one thing to go after the websites that are hosting the files for this mod. It's another thing entirely to go after and shut down and, uh, you know, copyright videos that are just simply showing off the mod of friends having fun in a video game. That's like going above and beyond and that's where i'd like for dougie b to come over here and we just have a little discussion with dougie b and just be like what's going on here brother yeah i get it though you know like it's not a move i would do but like i know why they do it it makes perfect sense what they don't they want to control their ip what they own and they don't want people knowing you can mod the game to make it better (laughs) to make it so much better (laughs) you know what i mean like they just don't want that i have it on good authority it runs so great (laughs) like it looks so good i have it on really good authority that you know ultra widescreen it's crazy man it's really awesome uh but yeah i mean you know we've we've talked about this uh where like i want to stream mario 64 and i i haven't played that game with the whole 4k ray tracing like actually playing i'm like i want to experience that i'm like i'm all worried about streaming it though you know what i mean like i think we'll be fine but like there is that there is just levels of gut check you need to yeah. have, and, and for all these things, um, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? I'll tell It'll you right now, it. it's not worth stealing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Story number four: PC Game Pass has fully launched in forty new countries. Comes from Tom. It says Tom Ovin at VGC, but I'm pretty sure it's Tom Ivan. Mm-hmm. Microsoft has today fully launched <laughs> PC Game Pass in 40 new countries. Uh, a PC Game Pass preview program was made available in these countries in February. Uh, it allowed players who signed up to the Xbox Insider program to sample PC Game Pass by subscribing for a special testing price for the first month. Players who did so will receive two free months of PC Game Pass membership with no further action needed. This will be available in members' accounts in the coming days. PC Game Pass is now available to all players in Egypt, Ukraine, Costa Rica, Peru, and more. Tim, I mean, this is great news and stuff, but what I really, really, really want 
Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Game Pass for families. When is that going to be made available in America? Good question. Like, is it not already? <laughs> no, we um, we saw like a leak that happened where it's like, oh, we think, it, but it just happened that it was only Australia. I want it. I want it here so that mm-hmm. I could finally get my nephew on my account because mm-hmm. Lord knows my brother ain't paying that fifteen dollars a month or whatever it is. Um, I mean, this is awesome. The fact that PC Game Pass is continuing to expand. Uh, I saw something not Game Pass related, just cloud related, where. Phil Spencer tweeted like at two in the morning last night or something, like, "Hey, welcome in a new a new thing here on a like I think it was like one a.m. or something like that." And like, Phil, what are you doing awake, brother? Did you schedule this tweet? You know what I mean? That's what I always wonder. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, he's a, a world traveler. That's what I, mean? what I also think when you tweet out at like eight in the morning. I'm like, oh, Andy definitely scheduled. this Always tweet. scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Or if you get a Slack from me at like before nine a.m., definitely a scheduled Slack. Oh you yeah. Scheduled Slacks. You know that? Oh yeah. Scheduled Slacks. Really, really good stuff. Um, yes, I did, Andy. <laughs> Uh, it, great stuff for PC Game Pass uh, to kin, to continue to expand, Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just get me, like, right now I'm looking at Snow Mike. Mike, Mike, when am I going to be able to do family uh, Game Pass? No one can hear you, Mike. He said Xbox Game Showcase this June. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, this guy. Which, I mean, hey, we have the Xbox Game Showcase this June. It's happening. We get the Starfield one after that. It's an exciting one. It is, man. I mean, like, again, like, we, we're, we're gearing up for, for the season, for Summer Game Fest season. No, it's not E3. It's just Summer Game Fest this time. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're, we, we don't have too many. Conf- Boysenberry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we got um, Summer Game Fest We last year. Ton of fun. Uh, being able to to go down there and play the games, and then there was the the kickoff. Um, what is it called? I keep messing this up. What is the Summer Game Fest press conference thing? Because there's Gamescom opening night live, one night only. No, which I always oh. think is one night only, but it's mm. not. It's opening night live. Some kickoff. Yeah, it's kickoff something or other. Too much branding, guys. NFL kickoff. <laughs> but either way, I have pretty lofty expectations for it this year. Last year's wasn't the best, uh, but it, it was serviceable. But I do think we're just in a different position now. And it being the one, uh, we have that. We have the Xbox um, Showcase and Starfield. And then we have Ubisoft forward, right? Am I missing anything? There's no EA Play. Nintendo Direct. Nintendo go Nintendo. There's the PlayStation Showcase that's rumored to be in May, which obviously that is utmost exciting. Uh, I mean, aside from uh, just going back to the Xbox stuff, I'm just immediately thinking of, Obviously, we're going to get a massive deep dive into Starfield. That's going to be really cool to see it, like, fully out there. It's going to be probably a gameplay presentation. And when you walk to this station, you'll also notice a little fucking dude there. And the little dude's like, hey, you know. Hey, I'm a little dude. Um, but what I'm interested to see is, like, what do we see from the other IP? Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. Yeah. What, what's happening with Perfect Dark? Well, I mean, the fact that, that Starfield's getting its own thing means yeah. Starfield is maybe gonna get at most like a reference in the the main one but like we're gonna get an hour Hellblade. of announcements and on top of that looking at xbox and mike you can feel free to pop in whatever you want or you can pop in in the the after show to to talk about this but they said that all these games are coming out within a calendar year it doesn't doesn't feel like they're gonna hit that you know where's silk song where the fuck is silk song where is oh, it definitely not hitting that you know so i wonder what their framing is for this for the next showcase like are they going to have that type of hey this is we're looking at the next year or is it going to be like okay that strategy worked slash didn't work for however we're doing it we're gonna do a bit more looking into the future because perfect dark i don't think is imminent but 
I kind of think that Xbox is going to be a little bit more traditional with the showcase and talk about stuff that might not be imminent. That'd be or, really awesome. Or they just slightly change the wording to, this is what the next year could look could like. Could look yeah. like. <laughs> I like. I love the idea of them just acting like I am, like just super non-committal. Like, look, these may, these may be out. All right, don't hold me to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll look at the calendar. I may not be there. Who knows, you know? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's all about the IP that isn't Starfield. That's very, very exciting. What's going on with Fable? Mm-hmm. What's going on with, um, again, Indiana Jones? Senorita Joanna Dark. Oh my God, I forgot about Indiana Jones. Give me a new Wolfenstein. I know. Give me a new Wolfenstein. I don't want to play Indiana Jones, dude. You don't want Indiana Jones. No. So old. Give no. Me, what? Give me back BJ. He's so young and cool. Remember, Mike, when you and me went to BJ's? We got BJ's? You can't just say we got BJ's, dude. Can't do that. <laughs> Mike said that a big barbecue sauce packet. Of course he did. God. <laughs> the funniest thing ever. Mike gets out of my car. Just, what the fuck? <laughs> so good. It's so good. Uh, I, think, I think there's a lot of potential for Xbox. Um, clearly, a lot of potential uh, with PlayStation for its showcase because they're, they just haven't said anything for a long time in terms of what they're up to. Um, but yeah, the summer game fest kickoff. Like I think that like there's a chance for for that to be a fairly banger of a show. Uh, but all that together, I think that somewhere there we're gonna get this Game Pass announcement. I think the place that makes the most sense is um, the Xbox show, obviously. But that type of news could just be like a commercial thing uh, announcement in the kickoff for for Game Fest because that's the type of like real mainstream stuff that Phil and the team are gonna want to push to like really be like y'all. If y'all aren't on Game Pass, you have no excuse at this point. Like, mm-hmm. they're, we're, we're making it as easy as possible for this to just work for you and your needs, um, which I feel like they've done a very good job of doing over the last couple of years. And, like, that's why I'm surprised that we, we don't already have it. Like, I feel like there must be a back-end reason for why it's not there, whether that is them looking at the numbers of sub- subscriptions and being like, all right, deals we've offered in the past are going to sunset around here. Let's maximize the money from that before new initiatives or whatever. Or um, if it's things of them being like, all right, cool. We we have an install base of this many Xbox um, console owners have Game Pass. This many PC owners have Game Pass. This many people that don't have either, but just on their mobile because of cloud or whatever, have Game Pass. How do we kind of keep penetrating further and deeper and deeper? Jesus. <laughs> Do you think they do like a? Do they? Do you think they bring back another promotion thing for? You know, like obviously they took away the three month thing or whatever it was. Do you think they bring that back in any capacity? I mean, I think that leaning on a, like a family plan, like that is a promotion, right? Yeah. Like that is like a, a a deal. You're like you're saving. I think that that's probably the move forward. Like I don't think that there's gonna they're gonna institute something that's like a long term okay. like trial period because they've done that for a very long time. Yeah, Joey and Kevin are on my Spotify plan. I love just getting like a little fifty dollar payment from Joey every three years or something mm-hmm. like that. It's really cool. Yeah, do your work out there. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Do it. Mm-hmm. Story number five: Bithel Games is working on more Tron games. This comes from Jordan Midler at VGC. Uh, Bithel Games, the homie Mike Bithel, is working on more Tron games. It's been confirmed. The studio, headed by Mike Bithel, releases its first Tron-themed game, Tron Identity, today. Wow! You can get it on Switch or Steam. Uh, it's now been revealed that the that it, but they're working on other titles in the Tron universe. Speaking on the D23 website, Disney Games producer Heidi Vargas said that the further games from the 
that, that further games from the studio using the Tron license are on the way. Uh, Tron Identity is the start of Bithel Games' collaboration with Disney on Tron-dedicated games. Players can expect more Tron titles to come in the future. Bithel also acknowledged the announcement on Twitter, writing, when you're enjoying the ride, you stay on the light cycle. Hell yeah, go get them. Very excited to give uh, Tron, what's the name of this one? Tron Identity uh, a, a go this weekend. Um, pretty cool. I've heard good, very good things about this one. Um, yeah, I saw Bithel tweet out this morning, like, oh, thank God the reviews are good. And uh, Bithel and I were talking a little bit, and he was saying that um, that he thinks that we will like it. He specifically called some of us out, saying that it it has the vibe of Andor. Oh, and I'm like, that's kind of a cool oh. way to 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 get me going on this. Okay. Um. So Tron, man, what what do you have any care for Tron? I mean, you know, I liked the remake as somebody who just kind of enjoyed seeing um, how are they going to age up? What's his face? You know what I mean? Jeff Kurt Daniels. Russell. Was it Kurt Russell? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Oh, yeah, it was Jeff Daniels. Yeah, you're right, Tim. You're right. It's Jeff um, Bridges, isn't it? Jeff Bridges. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not Jeff Daniels. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. <laughs> Jeff Rubenstein. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a real huge affinity for the IP, but I, I always love a, a well-told story. I do wonder what the next iterations or the next titles from Bithel Games will be. Like, will they still be this sort of visual novel thing that you know Bithel's kind of become super known for or is he branching out at all what's the sort of vibe there you know? I mean you know Bithel's done they're gonna be a kart racing game but he's done a lot of things that aren't that right I feel like there's uh I forget the name of the the one the the station this not submarine but like the thing that looks like the oil place from Metal Gear Solid um whatever it was called oil that rig. was say it again the, the tanker oil rig? The tank. yeah yeah but there was a, the, the, key, the last Bithel game um that that is a little bit more like like the the Tron one, but before that, like he, he with volume and and uh, the other games, like very different styles, right? Um, and uh, the John Wick one has mm -hmm. as well. Um, I feel like there's just so much potential for Tron, right? Like a video game, light cycles. You're, you're bringing up the kart race or whatever. Like that could be that could be cool. Um, I Tron is funny for me because I didn't watch the first one until like decades after it came out right so my Same first real introduction to it was kingdom hearts 2 where you actually played through the plot of <laughs> wow of tron and i remember like playing through i'm like this is pretty fucking cool like i wonder what the movie's like and then watching the movie be like oh wow yeah like i should have expected this but the movie is exactly the plot beats from uh, kingdom hearts um and then when the movie came out in like 2008 or whatever like it was just the coolest fucking thing ever was it a quality movie i don't know but goddamn the soundtrack was, it was a fine movie fine. yeah you're right you're yeah. right soundtrack incredible the look of it incredible it's one of those movies that pisses me off it's not available in 4k how is that movie not in 4k not in hdr figure your shit out disney maybe Where's they will since they they seem to be leaning into tron a lot especially with like the the new ride at world right mm -hmm. like maybe they're ramping maybe that'll be one of the things that they ramp up towards a sequel or something i get hope james, so get james cameron to work on it hold out hope I want more Tron, man. I and I got so into that shit. They put out a like a, a an anime on on Disney XD, and I watched that shit. It was all right. That's commitment. That is commitment. Um, but anyway, happy the Tron. Is Congratulations, Bithel. yeah, shout out to Mike Bithel. Go go support the homie. Check out Tron Identity available today. Um, story number six: A playable twenty foot Donkey Kong arcade machine is coming to the Museum of Play in New York. This comes from Chris Scullion at VGC. I was driving into work today. And I saw, I drove by the Museum of Daily City History. And I was like, who's going to this? Who's paying for this? Who, like, what's <laughs> how, like, how, this has to be a drug front or something, right? Like, like, 
too, I have too many questions about it. Anyway, it's like libraries, Tim. Nobody goes to libraries. You know, what I mean? a library it's is all city paid. Why do people go to libraries, Andy. It's Shut all up. city paid. Nobody goes to libraries. Dude. I love that you're like nobody goes to libraries. You have no idea. You know what I mean? Like you're just betting that nobody they don't. <laughs> you're just saying shit like Mike. You're hanging no, out with Mike. Too nobody much. knows, man. <laughs> no one fucking knows. It's impossible to find <laughs> yeah. out what's going on. No library could ever know. Yeah. A 20 foot recreation of the Donkey Kong arcade cabinet is coming to New York, and it will be fully playable we have an image oh of it God. right here and the scale is <laughs> hilarious Tim, I, hate, I hate flying in planes but i need you to send me out to to play this when it comes out <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say i hate flying in planes but i love big arcades <laughs> <laughs> um the strong national museum of play in rochester new york is building the enormous machine and aims to have it set up and ready to play by my birthday june 30th. wait so you got to be like that yeah probably you get to practice being a baby again. You, well, One no, of my new right, favorite right, things I've realized on. is Andy being a baby. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> he is a baby. I'm gonna take you guys off. If you see in front of the uh, the gray man, oh, there's a little he's thing. Got like a little thing that uh, seems to be controlling it. Uh, he's got yeah. little con little control uh, buttons in front of. But him. if that wasn't there, Andy, how would you be playing it again? I mean, I just thought he'd be like fucking. <laughs> You just you're so good at the toddler <laughs> motion. It's like just like a little too out of control. Thank Can you. you bring up that picture again? Andy, you're like six four. It's a normal size for you. You're right, Rayman. You're right. Good point. Does this? Can you can you make us go away? Does this just scream Kevin Coelho? <laughs> yes. There's something about a unnecessarily large arcade machine being controlled by little controls. What I imagine, it's not only that, but I also imagine him like. Crawling from out under that black hole yeah, at the bottom yeah. and just being like, oh, sorry, right, guys, I've been working I on the, the circuitry. <laughs> like, he's super sweaty. He was the very first person I thought of when I right? saw this image because he likes to collect his little uh, arcade machines. And I was thinking, he would, if he was able to, he would somehow try to buy this. Yeah. yeah and like, like uh, Altered Rain in the chat says, even the way the gray man is standing reminds me of Kevin. It's a Kevin stand. Yeah. Like, there's a pride to this. <laughs> yeah. He comes out from under that hole. He's like, I got Hulu Plus working on it. I got <laughs> Joey, give me your login for Hulu. <laughs> Joey, I need your mom's login. And then we all go, why? He's like, I don't know. This is, this is this again? <laughs> <laughs> the game's cabinet will be 370% bigger than the... <laughs> why? Why are we doing this? Uh, than the original 1981 Donkey Kong Why not Kong go machine. 400? Yeah, like, what the hell, man? Round up. Uh, despite its height, the game will still be fully playable by museum guests. This will be achieved with a second normal-sized joystick <laughs> and fire button on a pedestal that will stand in front of the Do you machine. Do the big one still works, though? If Kevin was involved, it would. But is with it, this gray man, I'm not so sure. Yeah. I was going to say, is it like when the when you do a driver's test and the, the, the teacher has his steering wheel on the right side of the car as well? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they hire, like, a really tall man to be there just in case? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just in case. Seven foot five. Um, the cabinet will be located in a new 90,000 square foot expansion of The Strong, which is also home to the World Video Game Hall of Fame. The Strong's vice president for exhibits, John Paul Dyson, said in a statement, Donkey Kong is a true titan in the video game world, both in terms of character size and the iconic status of the game. Wow. So it lends itself perfectly to this playful, whimsical installation. Dyson knows video games. Dyson knows video <laughs> games, man. You know, did anyone stop to say, should we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be really cool. I mean, Baird brings up a great point that I think we should hire a lot of insanely tall NBA players mm -hmm. to go play this game just to see how it would look scale-wise. I think that would be really, really cool looking. Yeah.
We'll How tall was it? 370? Oh, it's just 370% bigger. Gotcha. Okay, never yeah. mind. Yeah, it's uh, 20 feet. 20 foot tall. 20 feet tall. Oh, damn it. So 20 feet tall. Let's say this is 20 feet tall. Seven. Like two three. of you. Three nah, of it'd be too much of a baby. Too yeah. much of a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have to wait so long, Andy, to see which NBA players decide to come with us to New York City to play Donkey Kong. Tragedy. But if I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we have Sherlock Holmes The Awakened Remake on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Everything. Uh, Tron Identity, like we were talking about, on Switch and PC. Go support the homie Mike Bithel. Uh, and Process of Elimination on Switch and PC. Uh, new dates for you. Destroy All Humans 2 Reprobed Single Player Edition comes to Xbox One and PS4 on June 27th, uh, which is three days before my birthday. And then Warhammer 40K Bolt Gun is coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on May 23rd, which is three days before Kevin's birthday. Oh, Coincidence? wow. I don't fucking think so, everybody. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Feels the day for you. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu 4K Ultra HD Plus Blu-ray is $13.99 on Amazon. It's a great, great 4K transfer of that. Is game. it really? Oh, it's nice. Good HDR. A lot of color. A lot of pop. I think that's the best way to let people know you know what you're talking about when you call it a transfer. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's start ter- doing that about That's terminology. Everything. It is terminology. This dude knows, yeah. Yeah, get terminaled. That's not good. Mm-hmm. No. Um, now it's time for some reader mail. This is a long one from Marco Hutchins. Hello. Hey, KFGD. This question specifically for Andy. In a similar way to you, I only just recently got into the FromSoft games and now can't get enough of them. Elden Ring was my first and instantly became one of my top five games of all time. Then I played Dark Souls Remastered, Demon Souls on PS5, Dark Souls 3, and I just finished Bloodborne a couple weeks ago, and I'm currently halfway through Sekiro. From what I understand, you've played almost all of the FromSoft games now, too. So I'm curious how you'd rank them. I'd love a Barrett Courtney style souls in review, but at the very least, it would be cool to hear some of your thoughts on the series in addition to your personal ranking. For me, my rankings currently Elden Ring, Dark Souls 3, Sekiro, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, Dark Souls. Having not played Dark Souls a decade ago, I don't have the same reverence for it like many diehard fans do, but even though it's last for me, I still had a great time playing it and can appreciate the impact it had on games that followed. And if Tim feels left out of the question, love the show. He loves the show, Tim. Thank you, Marco. Marco loves the Thank show. you. What do you think, Andy? Um, gosh, it, it it's insanely tough to rank these because I feel like it's when we do in review, we talk about, uh, for example, the Fast and the Furious movies. You know, these movies are so equally enjoyable, but Act Two is insanely strong here, and Act Two was kind of weak on the other movie, but they kind of reverse roles in Act Three. It's sort of similar to that, where I've I've been enjoying my time a lot playing Dark Souls 3 recently, and playing through that, going through the DLC. I just finished the first kind of DLC portion, I believe, um, beating uh, Sister Frida and her dad. Pissed off dad. That's so mad, Tim. I had a nickel. It's like when it's like when your daughter brings home the boyfriend, and I'm there, and I got my spiky. I got like a little mohawk, and people, are like, I don't want this kid anywhere near my daughter. You know, um, it's similar to that, Tim, where it's like. The Dark Souls 3, I think, starts off kind of weak-ish and a little bit more frustrating where you're going through 
the least enjoyable levels. Mm. Every time you play a FromSoft game, Tim, you're going to get a, an awful um, swamp level. You're going to get an awful catacombs level. But the level at which they threw those back to back to back at me was just like, oh, this is rough and difficult. And it's like, give me some freedom. Let me have a cool boss fight every once in a while to kind of break up the monotony of feeling like shit and just like not enjoying myself. Lately, though, the last several hours of Dark Souls 3 has been such a freaking blast. I would have to put Elden Ring and Bloodborne tied for number one because I'm a coward and I can't choose. I think Elden Ring... I respect that. We know, we know all the good, great stuff about Elden Ring and how amazing it's been for... Um, it, it's even cooler, Tim, watching developers on Twitter being like, this game's a nightmare to me. I will never be able to achieve anything that this game has ever done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of see people have the reverence for Elden Ring. Elden Ring is awesome. Bloodborne is cool because of its story and what it does. And it starts off, you're fighting just beasts and and werewolves and that's all you think it is and suddenly it becomes a story that you would have never seen coming um i would probably put dark souls 3 below that so far and then sekiro and then dark souls 1 and then demon souls yeah wow demon souls is a lot higher than i wait well demon souls is very very bottom oh okay sorry Go go from number one down. Elden Ring and Bloodborne tied for one. Number two, I'd say probably Dark Souls three so far because it, it. But it's also like, you know, right now it's got a fresh taste in my mouth, and I've just mm-hmm. been I've been good having taste. a blast with it recently, and all the good shit has happened recently. It's like total like uh, recency bias with it, uh, even though I didn't enjoy a lot of the earlier parts. And then uh, third place, I would put Sekiro, and then fourth place, I would put Dark Souls. No, you know what? Switch Sekiro and Dark Souls. That's crazy, I know, but Dark Souls wow. 1's level design is the most amazing thing you'll ever experience in video games. Um, and then Demon Souls at the very bottom. And, you, and I still love Demon Souls. Yeah, yeah, talk about Demon Souls a little bit. Is that like... I mean, it's, it's, it, it was FromSoft's sort of first try at all of this, uh, and it was Miyazaki's kind of first time making a Souls-like game before people even really knew or understood it. It's really awesome hearing the history of it and how PlayStation could have... Um, PlayStation didn't quite get it. I think he, I think it was people... I think if I'm remembering correctly, it was Shuhei who didn't necessarily get it. And people were like, uh, what the fuck is going on with this game? It's just super unlike anything we've seen before and not in a good way. And then it took a long time for eventually fans to kind of catch on and be like, oh, there's some real genius shit happening in the background here. Especially with... I know a lot of people don't love the world tendency systems, but I, I'm such a fan of of uh, stuff that's happening in the background that you can't quite see that's affecting the world without you really necessarily noticing it a whole lot. But suddenly if you're killing bosses and you're killing like NPCs, the world's getting darker and you're becoming kind of more, you're getting more enemies are popping up and it's kind of changing your experience. Um, but yeah, Demon Souls still a great game. Uh, again, the thing that people always say is like, if you talk to most 90, 99% of Souls fans, they'll say that Dark Souls 2 is the worst of all of them, but it's still an eight out of 10. It's still a nine out of ten, amongst a lot of ten out of tens. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to eventually get to Dark Souls two one day when I'm done with Dark Souls three, having a blast with them, and uh, I'm so glad that I've that I You're caught on. Man, I mean, dude, uh, we saw somebody post in the subreddit. It's so cool watching these guys review Jedi Fallen Order and hearing Bless and Andy be like, 
Never played a Souls game, never been a, you know, I never tried Bloodborne, you know, I'm just not super into that style of games, and it's like... Here you are now. Times, are, times have changed, Dan. Times have changed, like, baby. And it's not just that, like, oh, I became a kind of a fan of a genre. No, it's like it's become an obsession. It's really, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Again, think four years ago, I was the one who was sent to go preview Sekiro. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> at IGN, right? No, oh, here. here. It was the. It was within the first month of working at Kind oh, of Funny. Oh, wow. Nobody wanted to do it, and, uh, uh, you know, being the new kid, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll do a preview to be on Gamescast. Hell yeah. And then it was like, just looking wow. back, I'm like, why yeah. was I the one? <laughs> yeah. So funny, so man. Wow. God, Sekiro's so good. They're all so good. Um, little squad up time. Remember, kindoffunny.com slash kindoffunny, or KFGD, sorry, to um, write in your squad ups. Just like Howard did. He's playing on PlayStation. PSN is Owen Lars 2. O-W-E-N-L-A-R-S-2. It's uh, Luke's uncle. It is. It is. Uh, I'm always looking for buddies to play Warframe with, but I also generally enjoy co-op games, and I'm always finding it hard to find people who want to join. So if you are also playing Warframe or co-op games, go search out Owen Lars 2 on PSN and play with Howard. Kind of funny dot com slash you're wrong is where you can go to correct us as we get things wrong during the show zaxon galaxon <laughs> i like that i love that uh, says the youtuber was point crow not alpha point Rad. crow thank you thank and you. he was allegedly the guy who hired the team to make the multiplayer mod oh shit <laughs> this gets deep everybody. this is wow we're we're getting deep in the rabbit hole wow right be careful from nintendo man um Inscription is out today on Xbox. Oh, yes. I'm going to finally play it, Andy, says Rocket Fucking Party. Fucking play Inscription. Um, so there you go with the your wrongs. Um, tomorrow's hosts, we have Blessing and Greg. Thursday, Blessing Me, and Friday, Me and Bless. It's going to be a great time for everybody involved. If you're watching live, remember, we're trying something new with YouTube Super Chats on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, only on YouTube and the live stream, there's going to be a 30-minute post-show where Snowbike Mike is about to come in. We're going to hang out and talk to you guys. Me and Andy will answer all of your questions. If you have uh, questions about the stories we talked about today, you can write those in in a Super Chat, and we can engage with you there. Or just any video game questions. That was a great question about uh, Souls games. We can do other things like that. We can do whatever you guys want us to do. We can do it right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And hey, if you're on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, guess what? Just open up the YouTube thing. You can super chat away as well. Everybody can contribute. It's going to be a great time. And also come with us after that to check out Cyberpunk and ray tracing in all its glorious fashion. Can't wait to see that. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through all the video game news that you need to know. Until next time, be well.